Some people struggle with relationships of all kinds, and others find relationships relatively easy, if sometimes challenging. This can cause some to despair and feel hopeless. And I want to tell you about a concept I learned that has helped me tremendously. So let's talk about attachment styles on this episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Attachment is an innate and fundamental aspect of human existence, shaping the way we form and maintain relationships throughout our lives. The concept of attachment styles, developed through decades of research and observation, provides valuable insights into the dynamics of human connection and emotional bonds. It is the biological component of the theological fact that God has made us in His image for community, for love, for connection. And it has humongous importance and application for our families, our churches, and our individual relationship with God. John Bowlby, a British psychologist, was the pioneer of attachment theory. His work, initially published in the 1950s and 60s, sought to explain the importance of early caregiver-child relationships. Bowlby demonstrated that humans have an innate, biologically-based predisposition to seek proximity and emotional connection with at least one primary caregiver, typically a parent, usually mom. This attachment bond serves as a secure base, allowing children to explore the world with confidence and return to their caregiver for emotional support and comfort when needed. Caregivers who are consistently sensitive and responsive to a child's needs create a secure attachment, and this responsiveness includes meeting the child's physical needs, such as feeding and changing diapers, and also the emotional needs, providing comfort and reassurance. Good caregivers allow a child to create a secure base. Children use their primary caregiver as a secure foundation from which to explore the world, to branch out and try new things. When children feel secure in their attachment, they are more likely to venture out, take risks, and develop confidence in their abilities of all kinds. Attachment experiences in infancy shape an individual's internal working models, which are cognitive representations of how relationships work. These models influence how people perceive and respond to relationships throughout their lives. A secure attachment leads to positive internal working models, fostering healthy, trusting relationships in adulthood. In contrast, insecure attachments can lead to a negative internal working model and challenges uh, in forming and maintaining relationships. That is, the way your primary caregivers provided for your needs as an infant and toddler make a huge difference for how you now see the world for the rest of your life. Attachment styles are the patterns of behavior and emotional responses that individuals develop based on their early attachment experiences. Mary Ainsworth, a colleague of Bowlby, conducted extensive research that led to the identification of four primary attachment styles. One of the ways we sort people into these styles is by asking two questions. The first question is this, am I worthy of love? Am I capable of getting the love I need? And the second question is, are other people reliable and trustworthy? Are they ready, willing, and able to help me when I need them? Well, let's go quickly through the four attachment styles. The first is a secure attachment. 
Individuals with a secure attachment style tend to have a positive view of themselves and of others. They ask uh, the question, am I worthy of love? The answer is yes. And they ask themselves, are others reliable and trustworthy? And the answer is yes. These people are confident that they're capable to meet their own needs, and they trust others will be there when they are needed. Surveys say that about 50% of the population are secure in their attachments. Then we have three insecure types of attachment. The first is the ambivalent attachment. People with this attachment style often have negative views of themselves, but positive views of others. And they may be overly concerned with their relationships, seeking constant reassurance and fearing abandonment. They depend on others, but think of themselves as unable to do things well. We often see these folks as very, very needy, expressively needy. And about 20% of the population fits here. The second insecure form of attachment is the avoidant attachment. Individuals with, with an avoidant attachment style have a positive view of themselves, but a negative view of others. They're often uncomfortable with emotional intimacy, maintaining emotional distance from their partners. They come across as healthy, having all things put together, but this is because they rarely show their vulnerability to anyone. About 25% of the population fits here, including me. The final attachment style is our third insecure attachment style, and that is disorganized. These folks have a negative view of others and a negative view of themselves. About 5% of the population are disorganized in their attachment style. Scientific studies abound demonstrating these four types. One of the more famous, which has been repeated many times over decades, is called the strange situation study. You take a mother and a toddler to a new room, and you put them in a strange situation. Typically, you put them in a small room with toys uh, and a stranger sitting in the room with them, and the stranger just sits there and does nothing. Then, suddenly, mom leaves the room, and so then we watch the behavior of the child. Secure a children are upset when mom leaves. They may cry. But then when mom returns, the child goes directly to mom, and they are both happy to be reunited. That's the secure attachment child. Ambivalent children are also upset when mom leaves, but their anxiety is much higher with louder voices, longer cries. They're actually angry, not just afraid. And just like the secure children, they uh, go directly to mom when she returns, but instead of being happy, the ambivalent children continue to cry and to be afraid. They want to be held by mom, but they also squirm and kick, and when mom tries to put them down, they get even more distraught. The avoidant children show little, if any, distress when mom leaves, and when she returns, there's no regard for her at all. If you are watching, you might be tempted to think that these children really don't care that mom is leaving or that she comes back. But the study has been done many, many times measuring heart rate, breathing rate, brain activity, and so on. And what happens is when mom leaves, these children are very anxious and afraid all of a sudden when she leaves. And they are incredibly relieved when she returns, but they suppress these feelings. You can't see them. Their physiological readings show that they are just as upset as the others, just as comforted when mom returns, but they don't show it. They think and feel that any bid for affection from mom 
is a wasted mission. She cannot or will not respond appropriately. Disorganized children often come from abusive homes, and they show all kinds of strange behaviors, sometimes mimicking the other styles. But if you repeat the study, then sometimes they are seeking comfort from the stranger, sometimes showing fear of mom, sometimes running towards mom, but then stopping before getting to her and running away. Uh, They're very disorganized in their response. Long-term studies have shown that these attachment styles of toddlers have a very strong tendency to be predictive of their relationships in the future. Attachment styles play a pivotal role in romantic relationships, for example. Individuals with secure attachment styles are more likely to form fulfilling and lasting partnerships characterized by trust, open communication, and emotional intimacy. In contrast, those with insecure attachment styles struggle with jealousy, fear of abandonment, or emotional distance in their romantic relationships. Attachment styles also influence the dynamic of friendships. People with secure attachments tend to have stable, satisfying friendships as they are more comfortable with vulnerability and emotional closeness. But those with insecure attachments often struggle with forming and maintaining close friendships due to trust issues or fear of rejection. Attachment styles acquired in childhood can influence one's approach to parenting. Securely attached individuals often provide a supportive and nurturing environment for their children, helping them develop secure attachments of their own. However, individuals with insecure attachment styles may struggle with parenting, potentially perpetuating the cycle of insecure attachments if it's not addressed. Which leads me to say that insecure attachments, like mine, can be addressed. Good therapists can help. If you're a reader like me, there are a lot of great books that can help as well. Knowledge is a good start, but it's a little bit like building muscles in the gym. The knowledge is necessary, but it's insufficient. You'll have to do the heavy lifting, the hard work of learning to trust, taking the risk. Uh, Learning makes things easier, well... It doesn't make things easy, but it does make things easier. And it's also easier if you have a close friend or a spouse who understands and loves you dearly. Christian counselors have taken this a step further and applied it to our relationship with God. And that's pretty easy to see how these attachment styles affect our spiritual growth. Our relationship with God is just like our relationship with others. And if you have an insecure attachment style, that is going to be part of your relationship with God as well. But listen, with the gospel, there is healing. The experience of the gospel comes in relationship. And the good news is that God loves you. He is always ready, always able, always willing to comfort, to bless, to encourage, to give you a safe place to rest. And he has sent his spirit into you to empower you to seek comfort, blessing, and encouragement and to rest in Him and in others. And if that good news is true, we just need to find ways to believe and live it. Easier said than done. But I want to remind you that your wounds are not permanent. Even in this life, there is at least some measure of healing, and maybe quite a lot. It's available. This is the work of redemption and grace. We love Him because He first loved us. We attach to him because he first attached to us.
Hey there, amazing listeners of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I've got something special to share with you today. First off, if you are loving what you hear, do me a solid and spread the word. Tell a friend, a colleague, or even a neighbor about the podcast. It's the best way to help me grow and reach more people like you. And don't forget to hit the follow button yourself so you never miss an episode. Next up, I would love to hear from you. Your feedback means the world to me. Take a moment to rate and review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews will help others to discover the soulful goodness of the Gospel Gumbo podcast. And then, if you've got suggestions or corrections or you just want to say hi, shoot me an email. I am all ears and I can't wait to hear from you. And now for something really exciting. I've set up a special opportunity for our dedicated listeners. If you've ever wished that you could binge on more gospel gumbo goodness without any interruptions, well, now you can. For just $5, you can unlock access to 10 bonus episodes and enjoy all the episodes ad-free. Just click on the link in the show notes to get started. Now, why is there an emphasis on downloads, feedback, and support? It's simple. The more love I receive from you all, the sooner I can roll out season two. So, thanks for being part of the Gospel Gumbo family. Your support keeps me going.